Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast, where we are super hype and positive always, all the time. My name is Christian. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm going to be trying to recover from that intro, but I'm, I liked it. Uh, he comes in hot. He comes in hot. How are we doing? How's everybody doing? Uh, everybody's just preoccupied with Diablo 4, I'm guessing. We're all just like thinking I'm about that right while now. we're it's trying Bobby, to do by the way. I don't know if you know this. You guys are playing together. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not playing. We're not playing. That'd be pretty fun. Um, no, none be. of us have played together, in fact. Well, I haven't played with anyone. Everybody's but, playing this game, but nobody's playing with me. <laughs> we have a DLG clan, according to Discord, guys. Have you joined? No, I look, I was no, looking I yesterday know. to see how to join or who put it together. What's it called? I, I don't know. But it'd be great if we had that information. We could tell everybody right now. <laughs> the game does not tell you very well that you've been invited to a clan. So you need to check manually if you have. Um, What's manually? They go outside and check my mailbox? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you got to go to social and you got to go to clan. And then you got to join clan. And then it'll, the it'll, it'll then tell you that you've been invited to one. So Smoke go to the clan tab and you might see it. Yeah, you might see it. Carrier okay. pigeons. Carrier pigeon. I think they called it DLG too. So I'll search around for it, see if I can find it. Uh, well, if they didn't, if they didn't send you an invite, dude, that <laughs> we're not in. Yeah. We're not cool with <laughs> If you were wondering if you're cool or not, that's pretty much that. That'll tell you. Are you in the in group? Are you in the in group? Four? You in your own group? company? Did you? Get, are you in? <laughs> Did you get invited to your own company's clan? We're not the stars of the show here. I think we all know that. <laughs> no, uh, definitely not. So uh, you guys have spent a lot of time on Diablo, then, like the whole fucking weekend. Yeah, I mean, love we'll how you say there, Diablo, right? by the way, Diablo, Diablo. What's wrong with that? Diablo. Uh, I mean, I don't know, dude. Well, it, it, it doesn't we sound scary or demonic at all. That's people why. here. What Diablo? Diablo. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is how I talk. Wow. Yeah. You're saying it like abs, ab. Hey, first of all, <laughs> okay. you need to get back to where you all start right. using loonies and toonies, you piece of shit. <laughs> no more Diablo for you. You don't it's get like to the play until you say difference it right. between pasta and pasta. I guess. Oh, my yeah. God. That's okay. exactly the difference. It's coming from the guy every time he says Twitter, he whistles it through a gap in his teeth. I mean, come on. Give me a break here. Well, I don't know which one of that. I don't know who that is. Is that me? Twitter? Say it, no. Bobby. Say, say Twitter? Okay. Twitter? Oh, he <laughs> does well. You're being very professional right now. I can't change how I am. I was born this way, okay? Diablo, happy that you guys are playing. It sounds like you're going to roll up in some gushers in a Capri Sun and play with your friends on a Saturday night when you're 11. It's not Diablo. It's Diablo. Shit. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not playing it. Maybe that's why I can't pronounce you it. You should Maybe play it. meant to be. We'll just yeah. call it Devil Quattro. How about Devil Quattro? I like it. Okay. I don't know. Man, that is one hell of a start of a show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was hot. Before we talk about highlights, maybe we go to On the Radar, games that have come to our attention. I think but we, we haven't too. played. Um, I guess Kingdom 80s. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, mean? Kingdom 80s. So I, this makes a lot more sense when I'm going to talk about the game that I've been playing all week called Kingdom Two Crowns. But Kingdom 80s is the new version or the new game that they're coming out with. This is this is a mobile game, but it's also on PC. Uh, the Kingdom series has been around for a long time. Kingdom New Lands, Kingdom Two Crowns is the latest one, although that came out five years ago. Uh, but Kingdom 80s is the new one coming out. Um, I 
I'll talk about Two Crowns later, and I'm I like that one a lot because it was the first one where they did multiplayer. This one, however, they're going back to single player. What is cool about it, though, is it is set in modern day, well, the 80s, but it's not like a medieval fantasy setting. Um, These are 2D city builders, which is an interesting idea. I've never really seen it done quite like this. So I um, I was instantly hooked on it. It's a very simple game. It almost borders on... Um, an idle almost, game. Yeah, it almost borders on an idle game, but not not quite. You still have to be present when you're playing it. Uh, it, it it's a lot of fun. It's pretty time consuming. It can seem a little slow, but I am kind of excited about the new uh, the new setting here. Um, this is by Fury Studios. They're the ones that make all these games, and I don't know. It's kind of a small sleeper hit, if you ask me. Like, not a lot of people know about these games, but they are pretty good. So is Two Crowns a mobile game as well? Uh, yeah, pretty sure it is. Pretty sure it will be on mobile. Yeah, oh, okay. It would work well, the format for a mobile game. This looks awesome, though. It's kind of like a Stranger they... Things take on the first yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, dude, totally. Like, what an awesome idea. They have this medieval fantasy city building. And they're like, eh, let's go to the 80s. Like, Yeah, and have them sweet. pretend. It's kind of like uh, the stick of truth, right? Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, yeah, I like the whole look. I like it all, man. It's fucking... Yeah, plan release care. date is 2023, so I guess we got, what, six months until we see this? Something around there. Let's send them a twit, Christian. Okay. Tell them we like your stuff. That, uh, I will say that word for word. We like your stuff. I'm going to leave yeah. two spaces between all the words, though. I think it looks <laughs> All caps. <laughs> Italicized. <laughs> yeah, that looks awesome. Raw Fury publisher. Cool. Nice. All right, yeah. that's it for me. What do you guys got? Well, that was it for Kingdom 80s, Bobby. But it Bobby, wasn't. And, and what do you mean, this open <laughs> question? God, Bobby, you can do better. Come on. And speaking of kingdoms, there's no kingdom bigger than Warhammer 40K. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, so Warhammer had its Skulls Fest uh, the week I was gone. Um, a bunch of stuff came out as regarding like games that have been already announced. Like Trailers have come out for them. Uh, to include uh, Rogue Trader, which is like a pat like for those who are very familiar with the Pathfinder uh, PC games, uh, the main producer and developer for those games is making the Rogue Trader game. Uh, but one game that nobody saw coming at all is um, Speed Freaks, and it's spelled F R E E K S for those who uh, don't know Warhammer spelling. Um, it is a twisted metal like game where you play as orcs or the Imperium. And uh, people who have played the alpha has sa- have already said that it's amazing um, as far as like for the for the experience and time and like time to fun. It is really quick. Um, it's like a good game to play for like an hour or two and then, you know, switch to something else. But <clears throat> everyone compares this game directly to Twisted Metal, but with a little bit more of a third person shooter kind of feel uh, because some of the vehicles allow you to shoot um, around it. Um, instead of just directly in front or directly behind and things like that. Um, there's not too much known as far as like how the cars work and, and like regarding like building them. Uh, it, there are supposed to be a bunch of different chassis and you're supposed to be able to like attach certain weapons and weapon upgrades to them. But overall, it just seems like a really fun uh, like driving shoot 'em up game. Uh, it is multiplayer. Uh, you can get into the alpha test pretty easy apparently. Uh, you just got to go to the um, store page, Warhammer 40K Speed Freaks, and then click uh, Join Alpha. 
And then whenever they do a public test, uh, you just get invited. So it's very much like the same process for uh, Dark and Darker. So Through Steam. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. dude. Did you just coin TTF or has that been around for a while and I just haven't been paying attention? What do you mean TTF? Time uh, t- to t- fun. Time to fun? Time that's to fun? Good. No, that's that's been a thing, man. Like how long it takes for a game to, to like immediately start being fun. Like there's games where like the intro cinematic sucks. Like the main menu sucks. Like the loading sucks. So it's like time to fun is like twenty minutes. The forty second game. What? That, see, I, I interpreted that totally differently. I was oh. thinking of games like Warcraft or even Diablo Four. It's just like I'm just grinding for like you know five days until I hit top Dude. level, and then it gets fun, and I start. Oh yeah, see that's that's like time to fun like the exacerbated way. But then you expect that in the in a Diablo game when yeah. it comes to games like. Like, for example, I think to me, the game with the fastest time to fun is Marvel Snap. You just launch and then you just press play. And then within like 10 seconds, you're in a game. It's one mm-hmm. second, dude. It's like one or two seconds tops. Yeah. I've and it's like Marvel Snap on the shitter. And it's been great. It's been a great yeah. time of Amelia TTS quit. and TTF. I, I did quit. Yeah, but that's really beat episode. Marvel Snap. When I went into Marvel Snap, they were had like a billboard of him, like a bounty billboard. They're like, "Have you seen this man?" <laughs> yeah, the guy who was out in the first round at the fucking tournament. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, dude, sorry. I let everybody sound. down. I let everybody down. <laughs> why do you? Why do you fucking suck so bad with your Galactus yeah, I deck? I know. I don't know why I went with the deck that I went with, dude. I, I have no idea. Anyway. Cover up, cover up your DLG tattoo. <laughs> don't yeah, talk about it again. Thanks for talking about Warhammer 40k Speed Freaks. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> when you want to go fast is when you're running away from monsters in Outlast Trials. Um, I don't actually know anything much about it. I don't know why it's called Trials. What I, the reason I put it on here is because it has 94%. And I know Bobby is an Outlast fan. And I was curious um, if, you, if you knew it was out, if you had any plans of picking it up. I know, I know you're burnt out on that whole run and hide thing, but at a 94%, it's like, does that change your mind? Well, I'm interested in the, the multiplayer or the co-op in this. Mm-hmm. That's the big selling point for me. So you, I think when it came ahead. out, I said, like, anybody want to play? Just let me know. Like, I'll, if, if you, someone else picks it up, I'll pick it up. But I bet you Nick would play with you. I'll play with you. Yeah, it could be uh, um, the next Phasmophobia. <laughs> kind of. So this game, the reason it's called Outlast Trials is that you play as a character in the Outlast universe. Um, I believe you can even create your own character. Um, but what ends up happening is that it's very much the asymmetric multiplayer. Uh, so one person can be the monster, I believe. Um, or I think right now in its early access, it's just co-op. So there, there's nobody that can be the monster yet. Um, it is early access. Um uh, and that's why a lot of like reviewers are saying that it's good, but it's not like where it should be. Um, apparently, it's really fun. The maps are fun. The mechanics are fun. Um, it's not just run and hide now. Uh, there's like there's interaction with like the you can't like kill you know the the boss that you're the constantly being chased by or like its henchmen, but you can like incapacitate them and things like that. Um, but it very much is like objective based co op play. Like, you know, like unlock this door by finding a key and like to be able to be able to find the key, you have to do this and that. Like there's like a whole laundry list of things you have to do to be able to escape. And uh, it's not like if one person dies, the whole runs over kind of thing either. Um, it's it seemed... off topic. 
from what you're talking about, Nick, have you seen any of the clips for Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that just came out? No. It didn't come out. It's it's to be it's gonna come out this month, right? I was looking at it today too. Oh, maybe it wasn't early. Maybe some uh, streamers or press got like early previews or something. But I've been seeing lots of clips on socials, and it looks fucking fun. And what you're talking about too, people are praising like it's not simple. Like there's, it's a multi-step process, and there's a lot to like understand about uh, your escape. Yeah, they so they and what other people also say is that you can play this game solo. Like you, like you can very much play this game by yourself as kind of like an outlast game and it's apparently it's nice because it's not always the same environment and always the same enemies and stuff but it very much is intended to be co-op hmm. so i just wanted to mention that that was pretty cool thanks for um elaborating on the game that i put on there that's nice well you know what's scary is miasma can you tell us a little bit you know a little bit about that uh, dude i hear particles? like i have an idea what miasma is because so many games use it it's kind of like an ethereal negative cloud is that where you guys nope. are at with Miasma? You are. <laughs> uh, Miasma is a term that was invented in, like, I think it was the 18th century or it's like okay. 19th century. Oh, is it? It like was literally just whatever they fucking believed that was, like, in the air that could kill you. Oh. Uh, like, the official definition oh. of Miasma is just, like, stinky or unhealthy vapor. Yeah, like, but pre, like pre, uh, pre-germ theory. Yeah, pre-germ theory. Yeah. When I heard the term Miasma, I thought it was... Uh, for all like people with foreskin, the stuff that gets in between that. <laughs> Stop. That is Gross. called. Um, it's called something asthma, though, isn't it? No. Schmegma. 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 Close. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's disgusting. Gross. I can't even move on from that, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> it's, you know what? We're calling it wraps. <laughs> Me and Bobby gonna go play Diablo and titties. <laughs> 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 miasma titties. Miasma um, titties. So Miasma Chronicles is a turn-based um, tactical game from the guys who put together Mutant Year Zero, uh, Road to Eden. Bobby, you finished that game? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Road to Eden was the subtitle, but yeah, I remember beating that game. I really enjoyed that one. That's good. Um, that's good. That's and that's looking good for uh, these guys and this game. Um, so it's a uh, character-based one. So you're not forming an army like uh, XCOM. Uh, you playing as the same three characters throughout the whole thing. Yeah, um, that's how Mutant Year Zero was as well. Yeah, was it the same three, or was it that you know there was there people you could swap out, Bobby? Uh, there was a pig, a duck, anthropomorphic. Animals yeah, I, you know they made that animals. world, and I thought that world was pretty cool. I, I'm surprised that they didn't stick with it. Um, this does the environments look the same in this kind of like post-apocalyptic? Um, I don't know, swamp punk, if you want. Um, swamp punk, I like that. <laughs> Stealing yeah. that now, um, it's awesome. But uh, I was looking at it, and so there seems to be, amongst the other things, I like the turn-based tactics looks great. Um, th- it looks like there's. Uh, like a stealth mechanic within the turn-based task, the tactics. So a lot of times, like games, you know, you'll get to a certain point and then your guys are over here and maybe you can like put your puzzle piece or you put your chess pieces where you want before the match starts. But this one seems to have a mode where you're sneaking about and trying to get the best position before the to get that initial jump. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, there's a guy who has turrets and that's my favorite thing. So that's pretty cool. 
graphics. I mean, we're talking AAA. I mean, it looks beautiful. Really, really good. There's a robot, a boy, and a girl. And, uh, yeah, and there's Miasma all around. So, um, yeah, looks good. Uh, I wish I will have time to play this, but I can't even get through the beginning of XCOM. Man, XCOM is so fucking good, guys. Like XCOM 2? XCOM 2, yeah. It's like, Did I hear that you tried um, Mechanicus? No, but I was about to, and then somehow I got into XCOM 2 again instead. And, uh, you know, it's it, the game is so hard. And when you win, it's like, did I win with excess, excess, acceptable losses? Mm-hmm. You know, was that enough? Can I save this game and then go on to the next one? Or should I restart? It's like, it's rough that way. And I had one, uh, um, the one that I'm thinking about, I had a character die and it still give me an A rating. That's how hard this game is, you know? And XCOM? then there's like, a, huh? XCOM 2, yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's it's hard as shit. Yeah, it's, t- there's, it's definitely hard as shit. There's this one where it's like, go save the people that are getting, like, they're getting raided on right now. And you get down there. I'm so glad that Miasma Chronicle was used as a stepping stone for me to get to XCOM 2. But, um, so, so they're getting attacked. It's this like bound of uh, this rebel camp that got uh, uh, ambushed by aliens, and you get there after they're getting their ass kicked, and they're like, "Save them all!" And there's no, there's no way. Like on round two, the guys and they're all they're like, the aliens are walking up to guys and just blowing their heads off and like going <laughs> like this in your eyes, and you're like, "Fuck, man, you're you're three turns away from me." And then you, if you, and then. So you restart and you're like, maybe I can save him. No, there's zero way, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then you try to you extend yourself to try to save more, and then you get blown up. And it's just like, no, you have to play, play tactically, and just watch people die. That's that's your best option. And it's just it, it's heart wrenching, man. But storytelling. And that's XCOM too. Damn. <laughs> yeah. You should probably play Xbox XCOM two before. It's I so die. good, dude. It's so yeah. I, I can't believe how good it looks at this this long. After it came out, are you playing with mods or anything, or just straight out of the box? Uh, some mods. Uh, Don't waste my time. Is probably the best one. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, oh, sorry. That's, that was a uh, Miasma Chronicles. Oh my god! Is that there Poly Bitch three Chronicles. now? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and the last one I'm throwing on here is Poly Bitch three. Um, I'm just Poly Bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, cool. The alcohol starting to take effect, dude. You. You gotta stop moving these things down so quickly. I can't, you know, again, not give me enough time to click on it. Now where it's at, and I can't click on it. Sorry, scroll dude, down. Where is it? And we should probably it's, say the actual name of the game when we announce it. I mean, you guys try. You're so concerned about the segue, but then you like you step all over the name of the game. Like it just doesn't exist. I said Poly Bitch Three. What are you talking yeah. about? It's Poly Bridge Three, and I still okay. don't have a link. Where's my link? <laughs> you just scroll down. <laughs> just, oh, scroll back. Mom, the meatloaf. He oh, just deleted it. It's gone. I know. Oh, All right. Well, it? Yeah, that's right. There. Congrats. Okay. Thank bad. you. I'm going to click on it. Okay. Uh, it's a physics game. All right. Thanks. <laughs> um, if you are Polybridge was it's a very old game. Yeah, it is a physics puzzle game where you're trying to get these little cars across a bridge. And of course, uh, it gets more and more difficult as you go. Um, you know, you can make ramps or you, you got to make sure that the whole thing is supported. I'm seeing now that you got to get ships through there, so it's got to fold um, and different things like that. Anyway, uh, initially it was called Polybridge because you know it was very polygonal, um, like 
hardcore chunky polygons and now it, it's beautiful compared to its old style if you like uh puzzle games it's like you know i wouldn't say it's like relaxing because it can get aggravating because it has instant start so as soon as you fuck up you can already start building and and tweak and tweak and tweak until you get the you know the bridge that gets the little car across but um i was very impressed with its current graphics it's coming in at 18 dollars now I think with these graphics, if the music's nice, which I haven't checked, I haven't checked. I think it'd be a nice place to hang out for a little while. When yeah. Polybridge One came out on mobile, that was like the first mobile game I think I remember playing. Mm-hmm. You guys, did you play it on Steam or? I played it on Steam. I played it on Steam. I remember yeah. putting a lot of time in my phone for Polybridge One. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I didn't realize there was a poly bridge too. We just jumped to three. Fuck part two. Nobody cares. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the first one came out just five years ago, I think. Really? I feel like it's way older, what? dude. No I feel like way. it's 10 years old, man. Uh, no, maybe it's more than five, but it's not, it's not 10. It's Give it to me. 2016 years old. Yeah. yeah. 2016 is when it came out. Okay. And then two came out in 2020. Yeah, but nobody cares about two. <laughs> nobody cares about two. the cockout game. No one plays two. Yeah. All right. Um, can you guys talk about something other than Diablo 4 until I get back? Uh, something that nobody cares about, like Feudums? Dude, that fucking hurts. But I can talk about Feudums. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so last week, I was desperately searching for a kingdom builder, a text-based kingdom builder. I said, reach out to me, and if you know of any, and I had to fight like the people away from me. My DMs were full. Everyone was dying to tell me about these text-based kingdom builders now. Not one person messaged me, and I was really sad. But that didn't deter me to do my own research, and I ran into Feudums, which is in pre-alpha, and it is so fun. It's such a good idea. It's uh, the same concept with a lot of these text-based kingdom builders. So you play a game over a month period of time. Uh, and when a tick turns down, everything you've queued to do on your turn just goes through. Uh, it's in a medieval setting. So you are increasing your feudal properties. And that's why it's called feudums. And you're playing with up to 50 other people on the same map. And you can invite your, your friends to play beside you so that you can form a kingdom together. Uh, but this game... Text-based kingdom builders were usually pretty simple. You had your four resources like clay, wood, gold, uh, and rocks. Uh, You built spearmen, bowmen, and then you took over other people's places and you expanded. Uh, This game is very complicated. There's like, you have to assign labor to different tiles. Uh, You have to expand your city from a village to a town. You're balancing seasonally your resources, so in autumn... Uh, you're making more food, uh, but in the winter, uh, you can't mine and you can't hunt and you can't fish. So there's a lot going on here, and I'm super excited because in the pre, even in the pre-alpha stage, it is so fun. I feel like I put six hours in, and I'm checking it every 45 minutes or so throughout the day when I'm awake. Uh, I'm just queuing up my things, leaving it. No push notifications, no annoying monetization, no nothing like that, so... Uh, conceptually it's good it's just I think when it's released will it come with those things like how are they going to monetize I wouldn't blame them if they put some sort of pay to win access in because you know 
it's kind of like we talked about before. Everyone complains when pay-to-win stuff is in, but it's in there for a reason because people pay to win and then people make money off that. Um, so, Butums, I hope doesn't do that. Maybe they'll put just cosmetics only. Maybe it'll be a subscription. I would pay probably five bucks a month to play this game. That seems fair to me. Um, yeah. Text-based kingdom builders, guys. Any any interest? I'm looking on faces. I'm seeing blank stares. I'm seeing eyebrows raised, slight smiles. I'd rather play Polybridge too. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! I'd rather okay. play that's text games. I'll go fuck. Okay, there's a reason why we got graphics. Okay. Okay. What, what makes it text-based? Well, it's kingdom based builder. on it's a. Uh, it's based on a text-based kingdom builder so uh, mm. in the old days there was no graphics but now of course there is some graphics I mean you have a map of your holdings when armies move around you don't see them move but when the tick ends like you'll see them in a new spot so there's some visuals to help you move around here um, and I think it looks beautiful there's like awesome soundtracks on I, I'm using it when I work as like a like study tunes like just a nice little medieval harp in the background as the seasons change the harp changes it's beautiful guys um so it's based on a text-based kingdom builder but obviously it's you know those are all browser based and 20 years old i don't even know if any exist anymore from what i've seen without graphics this sounds like a diatribe that i would walk away from at a cocktail party you know you hear this guy going on about text-based adventures i'm just like i'll be over here at the punch bowl dude is is this a niche that's too niche to talk about? You like, sound like you... the guy who brings the guitar to the party. <laughs> like, oh, that's man. what you sound like right now. <laughs> Guys, you really have to try games with no graphics or any <laughs> animations or any fun. Just You just exist. I was into games words. before they were fun. Or you I'm... could see them. Guys, the TTF on here is unreal. You'll be having fun. Download it. Don't listen to these haters. I'm just kidding. Text-based games can be fun. Feudums. Did we? Uh, I'm sorry. Did we announce that we're into highlights? No, nope, we, we missed that too. Yeah, yeah. We're doing good. We're doing yeah. great. So we're talking about games that we have played this week. Emilio, you might want to adjust your mic a little bit. I think it got pointed away from your mouth uh, mouth when you stepped back. Um, let's just get into Diablo Four. I feel like we got to talk about this game because everybody's hey, playing yeah. it. It releases on June sixth, but everybody has pre ordered it. Pretty much. I I was going to wait. They forced you to buy the $90 version or $80 version, like the upgraded version, in order to get early access. So I just decided to buy like the super mega deluxe. I don't even know what I'm getting. I'm just like, whatever, dude, another 10 bucks. Like, I just want to play now. because You bought the $100 one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the retail, uh, the, the base game, 70 bucks. Then 90 bucks if you want to get the deluxe version with early access and then 10 bucks if you get i don't even know dude like i don't even understand what like <laughs> they, so you, they I mean believe that you're actually gonna get the first battle pass for free okay um, that doesn't come well. out till july right that's not out correct yet. so okay they are leaning very heavily into the seasons things again where they like kind of like what they did with diablo 3 um and the first season from, is that me hmm? sorry no. it was me i'm sorry um, yeah, how much no, is the battle pass going to be? Probably thirty bucks, right? Or twenty I, at least. Every, I, I don't know. I'm guessing probably ten, actually. Oh, really? What is yeah. the name of the battle pass? Do we know that? Ooh, we got to figure that out. I don't um, even know if they have a name for it yet. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even think they have a name for it yet. 
We should yeah. the A-Blow. But, but the A-Blow, the A-Blow <laughs> battle pay. The A-Blow battle pay. Oh, wow. You get 15 feel... points for playing the A-Blow. <laughs> you get to level up 10 times uh, for $10. Oh All right. Well, I am a, I'm a barbarian. I played a, a barb, and I'm about level 33. And I'm starting to discover more things about the barbarian that I like. Uh, each class, I guess, has this specific weapon, or not weapon, but it's some sort of specialization. So with the barbarian, he has what's called an arsenal. So a lot of games, they say you can go into dual wielding, or you can sword and board, or two-handed weapon. In, uh, in Diablo 4, with the barbarian, you just equip four weapons you got two for your dual wielding then you've got a two-handed slicing weapon and a two-handed bludgeoning weapon and you can switch between those and you can assign one of those weapons to your abilities um that you that you choose so i'm trying this really interesting build here where i've assigned a weapon to all the different abilities and I keep rotating and then I get all these buffs for switching weapons. Mm-hmm. So the more I switch weapons, the stronger I get. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of these things, it, it's nice to be part of the game. And this is why I picked it up early. It's nice to be part of the game before people have theory crafted it to, to death. And I can just look online and see like exactly where the builds lie and the gear and all that stuff. Like it they, takes the they, joy out of it. it don't, we're don't, in this I hate to tell you, phase. They already did that. <laughs> No, no, there's a lot of it out there. And I'm surprised at yeah, how quickly they get this stuff out. But honestly, it's it's very mixed. Because, of course, I'm on there and I'm looking very at those mixed. barbarian builds, you know, yeah. uh, Why are you doing particularly that? for leveling. Because that's video that? game. Because it's 2023. That's how you play video games these days, do dude. I never do that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, we're in this great age of discovery. But me, I am doing my research. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's how you play, so, like, any game these days, I feel. Especially if you're a PC gamer. Like, I, I don't well, know. I feel, I'm, I'm busy. I, I want to get – I'm trying to level up. So I can get on with the game here. But um, I've seen a lot of conflicting opinions is what I'm saying. A lot of people are saying like, oh, well, this there's the Icy Banes has their uh, build with, I think, upheaval. And it's just basically generating a bunch of fury than spending a bunch of fury. Um, I had a better luck with another build that I found from a YouTube video that works a little bit differently. And then I still think Whirlwind's going to be the best late game once you hit the level cap. But hey, Bobby, yeah. if so, you would have spent your time fucking that you were doing research playing, you would have leveled up and got through the levels that you were. No, if you don't do your research, you're going to take twice as long to hit it, the level just, cap. Let me let me let me tell you, Amelia. Bobby's right. a teacher. He, he's doing it. <laughs> let, me, let let the TA help the teacher here. <laughs> so uh, I tried playing by myself. I was like, dude, I'm not going to look at builds. I'm just going to play by myself. We're playing veteran. I'm guessing everybody's on. Veteran. I'm, play, I'm playing on veteran. Yeah, yeah the work on too. Yeah. yeah, okay. Me too. Um, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm playing Druid, okay? For those who don't know, Druid is the slowest leveling class. I did not know that. I'm at level 32 right now, um, especially in the beginning, because you have essentially no stun, no critical damage, like, effectiveness, anything. Um, and so I was like, level 9, dude? I'm like, this is going so fucking slow. Like, there has to be a way to be faster. Now, like, I'm literally, like choosing the basic abilities, what I think is best, like comboing things. Like I'm not dumb as shit. I make my own magic decks and like all kinds of other shit that you would indicate that I know how to, you know, build a character in a game. Nope. I I looked up this fucking uh, guide 
and it's completely different than from anyone would normally play like a druid or whatever. All it is is just passive damage and one main ability. That's it. But does that the thing is does that make it fun though? Yeah, that, that it, do, it does. It 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 does actually because it you go from leveling super slow and falling behind all your friends to a catching up and being another fucking very mal- valuable member of the team. And there's a lot of different ways to play each and every class. Um, for those who don't know, Diablo I think has five classes: necromancer, um, uh, barbarian, barbarian druid, sorcerer, rogue. rogue. Yeah. And then is there one I'm missing, or is that just four? Uh, no, no, that you got them all. It was barbarian, rogue, druid, sorcerer, and um, necromancer. 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 Barbarian, so, yeah. druid, sorcerer, necromancer, rogue, rogue. rogue. Yeah, it's all five. Um, so not not only can every class, obviously every class is different, but every class has different ways to play them. The way that they're doing leveling is pretty interesting. Um, but right now, I'm not using a single ultimate spell at all. Like mm-hmm. I have ultimate spells unlocked. I have them. You know, I can put multiple points in them. Not using a single one because if you were to play like that, you would be extremely handicapping yourself. And it's not to say that I'm like trying to burn through the game but when it comes to like it does sound like you're trying to well, burn through it, the game dude no matter what you choose to do like if you choose to build like you're going to end up doing the same thing over and over again it's just i i'm shocked now that i'm playing diablo 4 and it's been a while since diablo 3 i am shocked how similar this game is to wow like it is so close to world of warcraft it's just kind of a different it's less abilities and it's a different point of view but everything else is almost exactly the same you go you get a bunch of quests you do the quest how many of these do you want me to kill like oh this guy's possessed all right i'll kill you this don't demon. sound like you're having fun dude you don't well, <laughs> no i will i mean it's like wow you grind until you get to the end and the game begins uh, begins to but you're not having fun right now so, no, I'm just grinding. I mean, it's all right. I like, I enjoy like leveling up and the whole leveling up thing, like feels so pointless because the enemies scale to your difficulty uh, your, or to your, your level as well. Yeah. And, and your party. party. Well. And then like another person, like I, I was doing this um, event or something, a quest and I'm killing these guys and I'm kind of struggling with it. And then someone else comes in and they're like, they're like, half my level they're they're like level 15 or something and they're fighting like right alongside me killing these enemies too and i'm like what's the point of even having levels like it's nice that it it does that so you could play with your friends and people of different levels but it it almost is meaningless so like i i I gotta uh, defeat that spider haven't done that yet and I, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I'm like, it doesn't really matter because the more I level up, the stronger the spider gets. I, I mean, I do get things like I'll get another dash or maybe like uh, another potion slot. There are going to be some key advantages. But as far as like the numbers go, like everything pretty much just levels up or, or scales to about where you're at. So it, it does feel a bit like a hamster wheel, but it, you're, it's par- you're partially correct. So the way the way it scales for there the are certain things that don't scale. Like yeah, there, there, there are DPS checks that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. So for certain things, for example, like the higher you level up, the more of your chances of getting legendary gear and sanctified gear. Mm-hmm. At level, like if you go, you can actually skip arcs, which is really weird to me. Like you can just skip complete chapters of the game, and then you, you eventually have to come back and do them. But yeah, well, you, you need to do the main f- quest line to get the mounts and like some other yeah. stuff. Um, and so what ends up happening is that you have to really determine like whenever you want to fight one of the bosses, not based on level, but based on gear, right? 
Mm-hmm. If you're seeing that all your gear is like blues and yellows and you don't have like a legendary piece that really works out with your build, you may not want to fight like a super hard fucking boss because there, there's yeah. a couple bosses but, that but I did yeah, die Yeah, and the bosses, especially when I before I looked online and did a little research, I could not beat any boss with the build that I had picked out um, on the Barbarian. Uh, it, it's really all about that lunging strike, just that gap closer to get in close mm-hmm. to them. It's super important. Um, you want, you, you know, you know, it's funny, Emilio. I'll tell you something that was indicative of me having to use a build. So I'm playing the game, right? And I'm playing with this build that I've been using and I'm still using now. But I'm like, I'm going to switch it up. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, see what the game is like because I'm tired of being like this, this AOE build. So I switched to like a single target build. The first mob I kill drops a legendary that is intended for the same exact spec I just specced out of. Yeah. Why well, does it cost money? It costs money to unspec or whatever. Uh, no, until I mean, level it, eight. It, it's free till eight, but it doesn't. Yeah. It, and then it increases in price the more you do it. But yeah. Yeah. So you guys, the TTF requires you to ha- spend how many hours leveling before the game really begins? Uh, I, I like. Disagree. I like. By the way, I disagree. Honest. Of course, like I, I'm having a great time leveling up. Oh, I think cool. Yeah, I'm having, I'm, I think the content. I'm having a great time leveling up as well. Yeah. It's Bobby. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> if no, if man, I get to level 50 the fastest, I would literally do what a bunch of streamers are doing, and it's going to this one dungeon, doing it, not killing the last enemy, um, teleporting to the front of it, resetting it, and doing it again. Oh, and that's like get, hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't care about going fast. I want to enjoy myself while I'm going. I'm going to smell the roses, man. Exactly. <laughs> I'm having fun leveling. I, I think... I think like Bobby is partially right that the leveling is useless, but they still need to tell their story somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Skipping all that. Don't care. about And and that's, that's, that's completely your (laughs) prerogative. Like you hate video game story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. And it's a lot of the same thing too. Like it's, it's a lot of occult and demon stuff, which is kind of cool and interesting, but they, I think they reuse a lot of it in the leveling and the gear thing. So you made a point about the gear. Like it's mostly about the gear and that is true, but you get better gear when you get a higher level. So that's what I'm know, saying. There's no yeah. point in me like slotting or upgrading or enchanting my gear because I'm just going to hit another level and then immediately something uh, better is going to drop. So it's I just, will tell you, you should be keeping your legendaries. What for? You can, okay. you can, you can take, you can take and, the, uh, and you'll get the answer money. after the yeah, word you, from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, that is a good point though. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You you can extract the um what do they call them the aspects the aspects from, yeah yeah from the legendary gear so like the the buff the thing that makes them really good you can take that and store it and then apply it to another item later and I'm mm-hmm. just stockpiling mine because like I said it's pointless to like I just every time I pick up a new piece of gear does it have like a green plus sign or a red minus sign green plus sign I equip it red minus sign I don't you know and you just do that until you hit level 60 I, I don't know it, I I don't hate it like leveling can be kind of enjoyable sometimes um, I'd but um, it is extremely repetitive and especially like when you've played a ton of wow and you've leveled up character after character it's just like You've seen it all before, and but Nick still enjoys it, and he's probably leveled up more WoW characters than I have. Yeah, uh, Bobby, uh, tell me more about your character, I, because I, all I know is the Necromancer. So, um, I guess you're stance dancing a lot. Um, it's you don't really change stances. 
you have your your weapon arsenal, like I was talking about, where you switch between weapons. But and you can you can assign any ability to any one of the, your three uh, weapons. It depends on the ability. So, for instance, ground stomp, you can uh, apply right. an ability to that. But I, I've spread it out so like um, it has because my abilities when I switch weapons, I get. Um, It'll, it'll give me fortify and it'll also give me, uh, it, it reduces the cooldown of my ultimate by one second. So what I try to do is just, I've also got kind of a bleed rend build going on. So I try to do like a certain rotation to, um, to lower the cooldown of my ultimate ability as much as possible. And I use that to dump damage. Is there a cooldown that, uh, an opposite of a cooldown where like you can't, you can't switch right immediately or you can go one, two, three. Well, yeah, I've got to generate fury. So okay. I can't, um, I can't use my like normal attack, my lunging strike. I got to do that to build up fury and then I can use Ren to spend fury or rupture. And but, fury you, you get by just attacking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, you know, standard barbarian. Gotcha. Navigating That's unintuitive UI menus. That's how you generate. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'm curious about the uh, the the druid. How if you're if you can talk right now, what does uh how does the druid work? Is that not stand stand stancing as well? Because I know it's like a shapeshifter, right? So there's there's actually a couple different builds. There's like the auto attack build where you're going for, um, like re- really you're just trying to get a really powerful. That's weapon. what you're doing right now, right? No, um, I'm doing a, I'm doing a pet build, okay. um, and so you have, have three pets main tents, huh? I know Druid has pets. Druid has Druid has active pets and passive pets. As weird as that sounds, um, so what ends up happening is that um, the build I'm using right now is a pet build. There's three main pets. There's a vine crawler, which is this underground thing that is constantly going in and out, and you can see it on the map, and it'll actively attack what gets into like I think ten meters of you. Um, there's wolves that are passively attacking, but they will also tank stuff. They can they can actually take aggro from the boss. And then there's um, crows, and what they do is they'll periodically attack one enemy, um, and they they actually do quite a bit of damage. Uh, the other builds are like transforming builds where you rely on um, building spirit and transforming, and then using your abilities while you're transformed. That would be and like then, an ultimate build, like you're building up to this. I think I think so. I haven't messed with it too much. I just know that you can transform into a werebearer. Uh, you can, and it's all temporary. I don't think you can permanently permanently stay as a shapeshifted form. And then the last one is like a kind of like an, a thunder and an earth build, where you kind of do like AOE damage, and uh, you 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 siphon things into places, and you get yourself into danger. The build I'm using, the pet build, is really interesting because what it does is that you have you have three main abilities that are associated with your pets. The vine ability is it enwraps everybody around you and then does massive damage per second. Um, and they can't move. And then they also take bonus damage to any of your other attacks. The third one, I mean, the second one is the wolf attack, which is like really used for single target. All of your wolves will jump onto an enemy and pretty much instantly crit. Like they, they just do insane damage. And then the last one is a, a bird swarm that you can call into a circle and they'll peck and slow everybody that's inside of it. Um, my last ability or my last two abilities is like a howl that uh, turns me into a werewolf and instantly heals me 
mm. and the cooldown on that's like 15 seconds. It's not bad. And then, yeah, it's it's almost like an extra potion a little bit. It's very nice. Um, and then lastly, besides my auto attack, is uh, is a anti swarm mechanic where you yell or no, it's a cyclone wind that blows everything away from you. Wow. Um, so the whole the whole thing, what you're trying to do is you're trying to run into the middle of all the enemies, group them up, and then vine snare them, and then just let them die. It's like a magic bruiser. Kind of, yeah. He's he's yeah. very much a magic bruiser because there are tank builds for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think you'd actually really like Druid, but obviously I almost went with it, dude. Because uh, you know, based on what Bobby had said, everybody's going necromancer, but I was like, I have everybody, dude. Three of my three of my like five main friends that play the game are going necromancer. Yeah, I think it was really overpowered when they did the initial play test, but I, I, I don't do know. Feel I think weaker they switched than, it up. I, I yeah, I do feel weaker than I was in the demo. For whatever that means, but um, yeah, yeah, doing a necro doing necromancer shit. Um, let's see, I have. I'm just going. I'm going very heavily into like a puddle that does damage and slows things, like uh, an AOE puddle, and then in that puddle, all kinds of bad things happen. Besides the puddle damage, my skeletons do more damage. They get slowed. They can potentially get stunned. And so, yeah, that's what I'm. But I'm very early. I'm I'm only like level twelve, I think. Oh, so. yawn! How boring. <laughs> I mean, this is no feudums, but I'm glad you guys are. Having fun, guys. <laughs> oh no, it's a game that millions of people are playing. It's not my text big, but it's not. Uh, remember, in the 70s. all these people are playing, but it's not really fun. Not until not you get to the end game. Yeah, it's not fun at all. I'm okay, gonna be edgy and build. Bricks. I mean, just because a bunch of people do it, dude, doesn't mean that it's fun, man. <laughs> okay, <then> stop <laughs> playing, Bobby. Oh, lots of people. No, it's going to be fun. Uh, I hope it does become fun. No, uh, I think I'd, I'd play it. Have you guys yes. jumped on a pogo stick? Yeah, it's of not fun. How many of those things did they sell? Your knees are breaking. It's it's not fun. <laughs> do you want to hear the millennial version of the pogo stick? Moon shoes dislocate your ankle in like five seconds, fucking flat. Mini trampolines for your feet. I remember that was the worst fucking invention in the world. Do you guys see those shoes with the motors in them that make you walk like 20% faster? It's like what? the clip to As the bottom of your shoes. We could be fucking lazier. What? Wait, what yeah. happens? They, they, they're they like wheelies, but they go. They let, they're like, yeah, they go. Way. Yeah, they have little motors on them. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, what's that uh, guy that got really Nestat? Uh, the guy in New York, Casey, Casey Neistat. Yeah, he he was the first one to get a pair, and he was going through New York on those. Yeah, you. I mean, you're you're still walking, but you're walking twenty percent less. Hey, I'm walking. You know what they say? I'm walking over here. Oh, you go, oh, man, you got it. That was great. All right, uh, I tell you what is fun, and you don't have to wait. The TTF is right away. Street Fighter Six came in storming, storming. I mean. Taking the world by storm, if if I can, um, if Diablo Four wasn't around, um, but on Steam it's the highest played two um, D fighter ever or fighter ever, uh, which is I, I can see I, anecdotally like when I'm playing it tells you what system because it's cross platform with this PlayStation and Xbox, and like I'm playing a lot majority PC players. I don't know if it like primarily goes to PC gamers, but uh, for PC gamers, but yeah, a lot of PC gamers. Um, if you've ever been interested in a 2D fight or a fighting game and, like, it's too much, I get it. Like, not only do you have six buttons, but you also have movements. You have to attach to those six buttons to get things done. 
it's it's daunting. But now they have modern controls. They have two versions. Um, they have so if you've ever played Smash Brothers, it's the the easiest way to do special moves ever. You just push a direction and the button, and it'll do like a fireball would be forward and A instead of doing the whole thing. And then um, playing, you know, classic controls, you could throw a fireball, but you have to do the motion, and you have three buttons so you can select to do it. So you could do a slow fireball, medium fireball, or fast fireball. Obviously, you don't get those options So uh, if you're playing the new way. So that's one advantage to the classic controls. Two, um, you, there's a 20% damage debuff if you go by the modern controls. But the the advantages to them, you can hold R2, you know, the trigger button. You can hold R2 and just smash one button and it will automatically do the op- optimal combo. Combos that I can't do. I'm not, like, super good at combos. That's why I play Zangief because, like, I, I can't do combos. So um, it'll do the optimal combo for the situation. So it'll do impossible combos that can't be done by humans um, or just cannot be done, period. But you're taking a 20% damage, uh, damage debuff. So I think it's it's a happy medium. That's why people are going and playing this. There's literally... Light, medium, heavy attack, and special button. That's it. Oh, and R2 if you want to start comboing. So it's so easy for um, new players uh, to play. Not just that, but on top of that, you have the dive meter. So there's this new dive meter. It has six little points on it. And when you block a lot, you lose dive meter. If you uh, do EX moves, which is when you put a little more mustard on your moves, like it takes a little bit of this dive meter. If your dive meter goes all the way down, you turn gray, you move a little bit slower, and you can't do any um, any of the dive uh, things. You can't do in a dive attack. You can't do a dive combo or a dive uh, counter. So it really... You're, you're pretty much fucked. So you got to really make sure you don't put too much mustard on your hot dog or you're going to be fucking fucked up. Um, but within this dive gauge, uh, the, there's the dive attack. Literally, you just push two buttons together for anybody. Fierce and roundhouse. And you do this dive attack. First of all, it has armor. So if somebody's trying to hit you, um, you'll go through a lot of stuff and you'll still hit them and you'll hit them with this huge counter move and then they're stunned for like like a whole second. And if, you know, you let's say you don't know what the fuck you're doing on fighting games, you can get good at this dive attack and you can be great at this game. If you just get good at that dive attack, you'll that's like 25% of the game now. So... Um, yeah, it's it's really accessible right now, guys. Like, incredibly. Please go play Straight Fire. Um, besides that, the, I, I mean, it looks great. Um, the characters are cool. Um, I'm liking everybody. There's a guy that looks like um, Count Dooku. He's real mm-hmm. fucking pompous, and he keeps fucking JP. throwing. 
Yeah, JP, and it keeps throwing. Uh, of course, because I'm playing Zangief, he's he plays a lot of junk. He throws a lot of projectiles, and he's pompous. He's at the other end of the st- being pompous, just throwing shit at me. Oh, it's so, so aggravating. <laughs> anyway, I have so much fun playing. Uh, my heart gets racing. It's so competitive. I love it. It's so good. Um, Are the other the accessibility changes going over well in the community, or is that like a contentious thing? I think that's why it's doing so well. There are some high level, like top tier, top 100 players that are actually using the modern controls because because of the it'll automatically do the most um, the 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 best combo possible, you know, in, in that circumstance. But you know, giving up twenty percent, that's so far. People seem to be happy with the exchange i mean everybody's liking this i haven't seen a negative thing said about this although that said let me get into the negative side of this um there uh there's an entire other game where you build your own character you can do crazy shit like you can make them look like whatever you want um like insane things like giant fucking legs and tiny little arms and they end up looking like a, a bowling pin or or the vice versa of that or fat or skinny just a ridiculous almost gumby level um control over your character <clears throat> which is fine and then you could take that character and go play other people with their made up characters which is fine also um but you can go around the there's like this single player game where you go around the world and like you go up to like Chun Li, you learn Chun Li's moves. In order to learn all her moves, you have to keep playing. You have to keep playing the game with her being your master. So you're gaining XP under Chun Li's tutelage, and then you'll just keep. Which is funny because my guy's a big fat dude, Harry. It's me. It's me. It's a big, it's a big muscular fat dude, and so uh, you. But all my moves are Chun Li's, right? So he's he's like very feminine, and he's just like bowing to his opponent and stuff while she's my master. Um, it's fine. I'm I'm like okay with the thing, but it's a grind fest. Like I couldn't imagine having to go to all whatever fourteen characters, learning all their moves, and then from there you don't have to be a just Chun Li. You can you can pick. One move from Ken, one move from Chili, one move from Zangief, and make your own your, your, your true blue own character, which sounds great, but just the, I'm not down for the grind. I'd rather be playing, which is good. Uh, the good thing about that is you're getting you're gaining whatever currency they have the entire time you're playing, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, I, I would say uh, the best thing about this whole thing is uh, visuals and this whole dive thing, guys. Like, literally, just push two buttons together. If you push it first, you know, the paint comes out of you for your character's colors. Like mine are red and yellow for Zangief. The paint is flying behind them and he's doing this like thing. It's But if the other person does their dive move second, they automatically win. But it goes into this whole fucking like cinematic because it's dive versus dive. It doesn't happen over and over and over. It's just because people know that once you do yours you're very susceptible so it's almost like this other second game going on it's really fucking cool once your dive meter gets really low uh your dive counter which is like you <laughs> depends what character you are uh blanca turns around and just shows his fanny um and just like takes all you know it doesn't do any damage and your dive meter goes up the more damage you absorb with it but people are trying to counter all the time i don't know as a street fighter fan 
like it couldn't have been a better release because one it's the highest rated street fighter of all time um street fighter 2 came out before people were rating video games so who knows what that would have been um but like so there's that there's the accessibility so people are actually playing um it's got this single player thing that i don't care about but some people do um and then they're trying to recreate the whole uh, arcade setting where, like, you can go into, like, this huge room with virtual cabinets and you see somebody playing, you sit down, you play against them. And then other people can come and watch you guys just like the old arcades, which is cool. So, it, yeah, it couldn't have been a better release. I do have a good opinion. question. Yeah. Um, so I know that certain characters were already announced before the game was coming out. How do you feel about the fact that they've already announced the DLC characters and their release dates? I think it's fine, dude, because it's such a positive release. I think there's enough characters for a release. Everybody's about that whole, you know, the um, season pass. The punch pass, Christian, is what it's called. Dude, we need to make a YouTube video where we just rank every battle pass name specifically i think that would be awesome i just made that up i don't know what they call it they're probably just no! gonna call it the street fighter season pass i know wow. you just crushed i know the punch you pass fucking been great, suck though. dude you I know. suck yeah okay um the, the reigning champion plumber plunder pass will never be on un- it can't be defeated but we need to see how close people can get <laughs> i like it i like it um, um but the only the only reason I say that is because my favorite character is not coming out until spring of next year, and I won't be buying the game until then. Oh, uh, Akuma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's got well, big old white hair now. Matter. I mean, I'm going to mop the floor with you, no matter who you. Oh, pick. of course. But I'll, you know what's going to happen is I, you know, I'll be back in school, so I have plenty of time, and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll be practicing on my Steam Deck. Uh, I still can't beat Ken, no matter what. It's just a hard counter for Street for Zangi. Yeah, isn't he the hard counter for Zangief besides Guile? I, dude, even a mediocre Ken player can just walk right through me for some reason. I, it's so annoying. For those for those who don't know, uh, in a lot of fighting games, there are characters that are completely countered by another, only because um, just their move set invalidates the other person's move set. It's 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 kind of like this dichotomy thing in the professional series where people will either stay with one character or will have a roster of characters to play with. And there's like this idea that you can ban and choose characters that you want uh, to play. as. So if I know Emilio is like a really good Zangief player, I'll, I'll ban Zangief immediately. Um, so it's, it, I hope they start introducing that into the game. Uh, kind of like what they did with league of legends. I think that would really change up the uh, online tournament play in street fighter. There's a lot of Zangief players right now, which I hate because like a, I played him before he was cool. That whole thing. Um, it's just that because, <laughs> of, mom, I'm cool. <laughs> because of the whole dive attack. If you if I land the dive attack, it's definitely it's a guaranteed spinning pile driver. So it's like uh, I'm going to do the best move possible in the game right after I just got you dizzy. Anyway, I'm talking to like three people right now. It's great. It's great. I'll, I'll play. Uh, maybe I'll record some gameplay and um, share it with you guys. That'd be awesome. Oh, feudums, am I right? Damn. <laughs> ain't no feudums. <laughs> um, only game with more spinning pile drivers than Street Fighter Six. Uh, Bobby, I know you don't like to hear both of us talk back to back when it comes to me and Emilio because it's just so dry. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Kingdom <laughs> Classic Crowns? Kingdom Two Crowns. 
two crowns. Sounds like a rapper. Um, this is the 2D uh, city building game that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And I played Kingdom New Lens when it was given away for free on uh, uh, Epic Games. And I got totally hooked on it, but I had a really tough time. Like I, I didn't progress in the game very far and I found it kind of frustrating. For some reason, I'm having a way better time with uh, Kingdom Two Crowns. I'm progressing way further than I've ever been. It does. It, there is a lot of like slow points to the game. Um, so it's 2D, and you're building your city outward from the middle. You have your base in the middle, and then you build up walls, and then you build uh, uh, like uh, bows for uh, to turn civilians into archers and things like that. You know, like a standard city builder, but you're building like out to the right and out to mm-hmm. the left. So you constantly have to run back and forth from right to left to uh, continue expanding your your city and destroying these evil portals that keep sending enemies at you. Um, once you've conquered an island or at least built a boat, you can jump on it and sail to another island, which has more resources and you get access to more things and bigger and better uh, buildings that you can construct. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a really, it's the city builder just boiled down to a really basic premise. And I really like it. Uh, Uh, There is seasons in the game. And I was talking about some of those dead spots. Like it takes, sometimes you feel like you're just taking too long to like get something done. There's a lot of like running back and forth, but there's also seasons and winter. None of your farmers can harvest crops and your money just totally slows down and you really just have nothing to do, but sit in your base. I don't know if I'm missing something, but um, whenever winter rolls around, I've just got to like leave the game on for like 15 minutes or however long it takes. But, yeah, uh, it's, it seems strange. If you have uh, spearmen, they can go fishing. And of course, your archers can go out hunting, but there's not too much to hunt during the winter. But it's really like this just odd stop in the gameplay where you just have to wait it out. It, have it's you very tried strange. making some igloos? Uh, no igloos yet. There Do is DLC. Snow <laughs> angels? Snowballs? I don't know if that would Snowball help. fights? I'm just <laughs> listing winter activity. Skiing? Have you made any Canadians? God, the new version. Maybe there's a DLC that'll have Uh, that in it. I don't know. (laughs) So my only only question is, do you think it's worth 20 bucks? I didn't pay 20 bucks for it. So it was on sale on Indie Gallo for five bucks and absolutely worth it. To me, if this game's on sale for $10 or less on on mobile, I'm picking it up immediately. I've been looking for a mobile game that actually has like depth and like fun a lot of the games are like swipe here or like you have like a virtual joystick that sucks ass. Yeah, dude, I know um, all about mobile games. They're they're terrible. What's what is cool about this is they've got something set up. You have to sign into Steam and link accounts. Um, but if you do all that stuff at the beginning, you can actually save your progress and continue it on another platform. Whoa, so that's epic. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah, I haven't tested that out, and I don't know if I did it right. But if if that works, that's that's incredible. That's great. For and sorry, go on. I was just going to say the game is like very mechanically simple. So you press right to go right, left to go left, and then when you want to spend your coin, like you pick up coins as you run by farmers and stuff. Um, shift to like to run and and you know not shift to walk but um you when you walk by a building you'll see like four slots and you just hold the down key and your coins will go boop 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 
and you'll spend those coins. It's like an incredibly simple game that would translate really well to mobile, like mechanically speaking. Speaking um, of the mobile stuff, just real quick, I've been playing a couple of mobile games that are on Steam, and I've noticed they're always cheaper. So Kingdom Two Crowns right now is eight forty nine Canadian. That's Canadian decals, guys. That's like six bucks US probably on mobile. Yeah, on mobile. Yep. Okay. Yeah, generally they are. Um, mm-hmm. I think they know that nobody's going to spend $20 on a mobile game. Yeah. Even, yeah. But the depth is most likely pretty similar, the especially same. if they have yeah. this cross-platform play. That's super exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. And the cool thing about Two Crowns 2, why I specifically wanted this one is because this was the first multiplayer one. So you can play with a friend. And at first I didn't know how that was going to work. And I still, I I haven't tested it out yet, but I assume that you have two, uh, you have like these hero characters and that's a character that you can control. And then you run around and you do things in your city with that character. So if you're playing with someone else, you could say, I'll take the right side of the screen, you take the left side, and then you guys could get through it twice as fast. And they have a, a way where you can just jump into other people's games. Or you can open yours up to multiplayer. I haven't done that yet, but maybe I should try it. I don't know how many people are playing this game. <laughs> Bobby look. opens up his village, immediately gets destroyed by the other player. We have, we have the data, the Christian. How many people are playing this one? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, 473 right now. Today's peak was 900. So people are playing it. Yeah. That's enough for a two-player game. If it's yeah. on mobile, and it, it's highly rated on mobile, I just had the reviews up. Uh, I wish I could get a number. Uh, but it seems like people are playing it on mobile, and if it's cross-platform there, like that's awesome. I need a, I need a mobile game. Now that I don't have Snap, I'm like, what do I do right now for 20 minutes when I'm just standing here? Think about my life? Fuck no. <laughs> we will never think about our life. Not on this one. Play Diablo Immortal. Oh, God. Uh, well, that's Kingdom yeah. Two Crowns. Really good game. Recommend it. Um, if it wasn't for Diablo, I would still be playing the hell out of this game because I... Are you- is it fun though, Bobby? Before it becomes fun later? <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's pretty much immediately gratifying. I mean, you Ooh, are progressing, DTF, jumping to fast. different islands, and getting bigger and better things. But I, I really enjoy it. Dude. Would love to play multiplayer. And you can always like, even if you die, you fall back to like another island too. So it's not like you've completely lost uh, lost your playthrough once you get defeated. I can't I like wait. The baddies. The baddies are cute multiplayer with you bobby uh, but mostly so when winter comes around we can do fun activities together um, winter activities all right yeah <laughs> snow angels i think snow angels is one of the most fun things you can ever do as a, as a kid <sighs> yeah we had electricity so yeah we had a different <laughs> view on that <laughs> we, had we had electricity, electricity and graphics 100 years ago damn dude holy shit all right Ultimate Epic oh. Battle Simulator 2? How epic is it? It's very quick. It's even more epic now. Um, it, the day has come, guys. Uh, mods has been introduced, and that's what it. That's oh all we care God. about. That's all we care about. Because Can I this put my Warhammer characters in it now? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was there. The I was. What did you say, Nick? I said, can I put my Warhammer characters my, in your name? Guess what? Guess what? The Blood Ravens are in there. That's the first Ew. one that I saw. Yeah. Um, Not those Warhammer characters. But before the Blood Ravens, there was at least, you know, I, I like watching it. I like checking it every day just to see what somebody does. And 
I think people are doing it the you know the, the really shitty way. They're just probably just grabbing uh, whatever file they need to to reskin an existing uh, one, and so people are just throwing things up there. But some of them are being highly rated. There's one uh, called the Galactic Trooper. I think it is. It's not Star Wars based, but like it's. I think the animations are good. Somebody actually modded it all the way in the game. Um, either that or uh, that they. The devs themselves put in 12 mods, so maybe that's one of theirs. But, um, yeah, this is the beginning of, like, when this gets so cool. Because when you're playing Army Men, it's great to play the Army Men of whatever IP you care, you, you love, you know? It's I thought you had electricity. Army Men? Jesus. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a great time. And I... I lo- it's fun for me, even if I'm not playing, it's fun for me to check the mod scene every day and seeing what's rising to the top and what's going to the bottom. Um, let's see, like right now, if I were to go there, I should have this put up already, but I'm almost there. Clicking on it. No, nope, nope. We can sing uh, a song for mods while we wait. Bobby, Nick? Here we go. Yeah. No, I got it. With me. Warhammer no, versus mods. Star Wars. Who's going to win? It's probably going to be the worst one. Mods. <laughs> Bobby, you didn't do it. Uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. So right now, the top ones are Galactic Soldier. That was the one I was talking about. It's the only one five stars. Insurgent, Elf, Spearman, Elf Archer, Pigman, which is really scary looking, Robo Soldier, Hobgoblin, Phase 1 Clone Trooper, not uh-huh. to be mistaken with Phase 2. You know you don't. You know you don't mistake those two. <laughs> the Colossal Titan from... Uh, is that called Nick? The Titan from? Do you mean the greatest anime of all time, Attack yeah. on Titan? Yeah. And so you know, whatever IP you're into, eventually somebody's going to make something. Or maybe you should try your your hand at modding for the first time. Iron Giant, fucking Ooh, Camel Spider, that's exciting. Yeah. The whale. Oh my god, it's terrifying. But anyway, oh, yeah, this is awesome, man. Uh, uh, this is the part that I, I love. As Can't children, were you guys more. ever worried about being swallowed by a whale? Like, because you guys live by the ocean, is that a fear? Mm, a, has it ever happened no. in history? I feared more about jellyfish. I, I read about it in that one book. That guy, he uh, he yeah. lived in it for a while. There's a guy who uh, I saw a video. A guy who just picked up a, je- a huge jellyfish and just hugged it like it was in a Turkey. Bear. Yeah, yeah, and then and immediately the regretted it. Like, ah, ah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was awful. For, the, for those who don't know. Uh, jellyfish can sting you when they're dead. Their stinging mechanisms are purely mechanical, and so yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, Ultimate so Battle Simulator. Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. <laughs> I, it's a, it's one of those things where like I like the things around it more than I like the thing. You know, like rap. <laughs> like rap. I like yeah. rappers, but I don't like rap. Yeah, 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 it's interesting. Oh man! So um, last week, Bobby, you talked about bolt gun, right? Yep. And um, I assume you have beat the game by now. Correct, I did. I beat the game the day after the podcast released, uh, so that Wednesday. Um, time to beat for me, I believe, was eight hours. That's a lot of content, um, man. Yeah, each mission's um, anywhere between like fifteen to thirty minutes. Uh, I was playing on the second hardest difficulty. Man, um, it went from overwhelmingly overwhelmingly positive at ninety eight percent to ninety three percent, 
I think it should stay there, um, in my opinion. Um, they've already teased DLC for the game. I'm not. I'm thinking the DLC is probably going to cost an extra five bucks, if that. Um, there's already been talks about other characters that you can play as with different abilities. Um, what one thing the game does not tell you is that you do have essentially a grapple gun to enemies. Um, the game does not let you know that when if you are mid air and you use your chain sword, you will jump to the 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 next enemy. Did you know that, Bobby? I knew how it worked, but I didn't really use it to jump. And I don't know. I did, there wasn't a lot of vertical gameplay for me. And also, well, it didn't seem to benefit me to be that close to the enemies. So mm-hmm. I tried to so, keep my distance. Let me so, tell you why you're wrong, Bobby. <laughs> and I, no, I'm not going to tell you why you're wrong. I'm, I'm just going to say where it actually comes into play. And it's a, that's the third chapter. So in the first two chapters, they introduce all the guns to you, um, except for one, which is essentially like the BFG, right? Um, they introduce all the guns to you. Um, you asked, what do the numbers mean for the guns? It's how much damage they do according to the enemy's toughness. That's all it is. Um, and then some guns can stun if they go over a certain amount of toughness, but that's a lot of stuff that you guys. Don't need so are really you know. leveling up the guns or do they just have different numbers? N- no, each gun has different, different strength numbers. So if you're fighting a terminator, which I think it has like a strength of like six, and your your plasma gun has a strength of seven. You, it's way more effective on him than it is on anything else. Um, mm. Like it would be overkill to shoot like a cultist with it. Um, and so they they really make sure that you can't just mono one gun the whole game. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to be honest. Um, what is nice and what I liked about it is it's similarly like it's kind of lore accurate, right? It's fun. Um, it's fast. The music slaps. Not as good as Dark Tide though. Um, the action is nonstop. Um, but what I will say, you went to chapter one, right? You finished chapter one? Um, right at the end of it. Right at the end of it. Um, so once you beat chapter one, uh, which chapter one, I think actually has the best ending out of all the chapters. Um, but chapter two, you get all the rest of the guns, which are insane. Like as far as like the mechanics that they provide and how they like what it changes. There's a, essentially a laser gun that causes enemies to explode, and then it also, like, the more enemies you destroy, the stronger it gets. Um, there's, like, a, a plasma shotgun that goes through stuff. Um, it's it's just a bunch of fun, but I think the best part of the game is actually the end. Um, and the reason I say that is that the game no longer has the trick of introducing new guns to you, so it introduces new ways to play. Um, and, and, and like new level design. So there's a level that you're literally just hopping up in a, in a corkscrew pattern the whole time. And you're just being shot at from the top and the bottom the whole time. Uh, so it's like a tower level. It's like a tower level. And then there's another one where you're in a foundry and it's one mega room and you have to figure out how to get across the foundry to each corner. That's pretty cool. Um, it, it essentially the game, I, I think the game would be even better if there was like, if a little bit, a little bit of that design became became earlier, because once you get to the second chapter, you've actually seen all the enemies as well. Um, they're like empowered enemies that end up showing up later, but they don't really do all too much difference. Um, I would say as a, as a Warhammer fan, it hits a, a certain chord and I, and I loved it and I played it and it's probably going to be one of my top five games of the year as a boomer shooter. I still think it's pretty solid as well. So, oh, if if you get again, not being a dev, being a gamer, mm-hmm. if 
if you get one advantage to doing this um, graphical type, you would think enemy types would be the easiest thing, you know, because you only have to do the front of it and then its abilities. That's it. Correct. A, a 2D apparently, model. Apparently the dev time wasn't that long compared to like uh, like what actually uh, came out. Like people think that the DLC is already done as well. It's like corn based DLC um, for all the wow, I mean, all the Warhammer heads who haven't played it, which is pretty unbelievable if you haven't. Um, there's four chaos gods, so essentially four satans. There's a red one that's really angry that loves war. There's a green one that really loves disease. There's a blue one that likes telling lies, and there's a pink one that really likes drugs and sex. Um, you face the green one and the and the and the the green one and the uh, blue one, and all of their minions as well as mortals. Um, so, um, the the enemy design and what they do is definitely nice um they change the dynamics in the end of the game by changing their like the enemy positionings right um yeah but i i think it would have been nice if it was like different yeah like i i agree with you i think if if they come out with a corn dlc uh which would be the next you know the the red one um i think if they introduce those characters into the first story like if if you if you started from chapter one as a new player and the corn, yeah yeah i see what you're saying and the, and the corn demons were there i think it would actually be perfect in, in that sense with like the enemy diversity so. all right i I'm, I'm i'm gonna regret asking this but who are you fighting in this game is it uh you're you're fighting oh, demons Jesus. yeah you're just essentially fighting demons and then like cultists um the the story is a boomer shooter story um stop this mage that is gonna open up a rift to hell go fucking kill him you know that's it like yeah. the, like the story is the story um what i will fucking say the biggest hamstring to this game is that there's no goddamn map mm-hmm. uh, there's Did you feel no... that too bobby yeah i kept hitting tab as, <laughs> uh, like as a reaction just trying to figure yeah. out where i was supposed to go cuz some of the maps can get a little confusing as to where you're you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do there's a lot of elevator shafts or and there's a key system you got to get the red key to un- unlock the red door uh so it, it you, it's not as bad as like say Turok, but you you can definitely get lost. Yeah, uh, you, there, I believe there's actually a, a companion website that was made by made by uh, one of the fans that you literally can just have it on your second monitor or have it on your phone, and you can that's see the where type of research Bobby loves. Very good, very good. I hope that um, Colonel DLC comes out soon, Nick. That's Colonel, Colonel, Colonel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, if I if I give it. My unbiased opinion, I'd give it an eight point five, but with biases, I would say nine point two out of ten. I like it. I like <laughs> having the. <laughs> I like it, dude. I like it. With my biases, I dig it. Nine point two five seven. You, you really got to get to when it comes to biases. You got to give the, the the odd numbers. You know, yeah, you give like the nine it, three seven four. You know, because but, biases themselves are not mathematical. You know. I, I honestly think if you just like boomer shooters or you just want a game that you can beat really quickly and you like quick gameplay, I think you would anybody would like this game. Hey, Bobby, how does this stack up to Ultra Kill or whatever that last one was? That was really good. The boomer shooter, the best one in the last oh, couple years. Ultra Kill. I think Ultra Kill was had a little more going on in the gunplay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that they, they did some interesting things in that, but this is, I think, a little more standard when it comes to um, first-person shooters. 
Yeah. What I the la- the last two things I will say, and they're going to be short. One of my favorite things from Doom they kept in the game, and that is the bodies turn towards you when you walk around. Oh, that's uh, cool. And then secondly, this is a tip of advice that anybody plays the game after me talking about it. Uh, go to options, go to uh, go to controller settings, and click toggle run. Uh, that'll be it'll improve the game ten times better for you. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Um. So, oh, same thing with um, Returnal. You can do the same thing on Returnal. Uh, toggle run. There's no time. You don't. Want, there's no walking in Returnal. You don't. In Feudums, you want to set up your notification. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually press the shift key, all your letters will be big. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> That's great. That's good shit. Okay, sorry, Amelia. I'm walking all over your plug. My bad. Guys, it's our pledge drive again. Um, not, actually, we're not kind of trying to raise money. We're trying to raise people. I need each and every one of you, especially if you're not donating any money, to go. You need me, t- Amelia? Me? I need you. I need you to go and tell two of your friends that you play video games with about this podcast. Wow. So how would you do that? You just Steam message. Think about who would, who has a long commute, who doesn't want to listen to their wife, who, who has times, tons of time to kill. Those are the, those are the people you're targeting. I need you to go and tell them about this fantastic podcast that we've been putting together for, I mean, this is a, this is a samurai sword that we have sharpened to its edge over 10 years. What you're listening to right now is a refined machine well oiled bobby provides the horsepower emilio uh provides uh a lot of bullshit christian enthusiasm and nicholas lies it's great we we, (laughs) we all come together (laughs) and it works um so yeah you know go out there go out into the interwebs spread the gospel you might be a disciple if you get enough people coming in um yeah, so there you go. We're setting up a cult-like structure. It's a cult. If you're thinking of telling three friends or one friend, stop. Stop what you're doing. No, it's two. It's two. Just Learn two. how to count. Just two. Yeah. Your, your mom doesn't count as a friend. It's like an MLM for fun. Uh, multi-level <laughs> marketing. The TDF right? Sued in like 10 is. countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Everybody after you has a little bit less fun, but they're still going to have fun. You know, okay. and I'm having the most fun. And that was brought to you by Polybridge Two. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh. time for some listener questions here. We've got a few. First one coming from Hoggle Fosh. He says, "Are games still games? In the past, playing games had a greater sense of exploring mysterious, immersive worlds that oozed passion. Now I'm feeling an increasing sense of being on a human hamster wheel that cynically exploits dopamine-producing activities." like tactile sounds, risk-reward, shiny things, and progression. Have I changed or has gaming? Have we reached an end of history for games? This is why you play... um, This is why you play indie titles, man. Or that's why I play indie titles. Because they're not caught up in whatever is making the most money. And they're not caught up in uh, the mobile whirlwind of notifications and things to click on. So uh, they'll just make a game for the sake of hopefully people like it and buy enough copies that they can make another one. 
And they do in that. Uh, if they do that five times, they become super giant. And, you know, yeah, it's a success. It's it's awesome. So um, that's why I play. Uh, there it is. I mean, you know, if you're feeling that way about playing triple A's, maybe look at something like Hades. Need more Hades in your uh, life. Yeah. I, mm, I agree with Emilio. I'd say I'd say indie games are the uh, the the gamers block unblocker uh, in a lot of ways. Or playing games that you would normally not play. Like if I were to play like a you know a text based game, text based game or something. I don't know. Um, I think things have changed. Uh, significantly since like the quote unquote golden age of video games, like 2011, 2012. Um, I think what we're seeing is the gaming industry change even more. Now there's a lot of companies who are making a lot of expensive games and they are flopping hard. And uh, you can see the changes in the background, like Redfall, Redfall fucking fail like hard. And it is a multi million dollar project. I think what we're going to start to see is this new tier of game, uh, or I think we're actually already seeing it, to be honest. We have like these AAA games where it's like God of War, Grand Theft Auto, um, uh, fucking Halo, like th- these brand specific, very large games. Then you have like smaller games that are released for like the, the 40 or $50 price range, like Dark Tide, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, the game where you control armies, uh, Mountain Blade Warband. Like you have games like that, and then you have like the indie twenty dollars games that are like the diamonds in the rough, like the games that will really kind of express different ways of telling stories, um, whether it be like a bag of inside of a bag of milk, whatever bullshit. Um, but a lot of times they can tell really good stories, or they just have good game- gameplay. Um, I, and like I said, I think that's where the industry is heading now where you have these games that are, you know, blocked behind a season pass or blocked behind, um, whatever. I think we're going to start to see the death of that on the next five years, but it's not going to be quick. Yeah. Someone clip that soundbite. We'll play it in five years. See, uh, see if it's <laughs> happening. Well, I- look. Um, when you're playing Call of Duty, it's hard to like feel the passion that the devs had. That zero, there's zero feeling. I wouldn't of say the there's passion. zero. Oh, f- the feeling of the passion. Yeah, and but then if you play something, like, if you play Darkest Dungeon two, and you just see all the fucking art and yeah. like all the the animations and the different between Darkest together. Dungeon one, you're just like, holy shit, this is a passion project. Like or Deep Rock Galactic, where it's just it improves every fucking year. Oh, and by the way. Diablo's only going to get better. Diablo 4. You know, they they launch fantastic. Unless they come up with a way to, to pay like they did for the monetize more mobile game. I They they can I only, only hamstring that. themselves so much. No, I think that's why I didn't mind throwing down a hundred bucks on this game because I, I'm i going to get a lot of Because I know I'm not going to have fun till the end. That's why I, <laughs> that's why that's I, I, I that's spent $100. No, I mean, like, how many games do that, though? Even Kingdom 2 Crowns, like, there, there's a lot of time in that game where I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, let's go. Come on. Like, this is just, like, you're making me wait unnecessarily. And, yeah. But, I mean, going into Diablo, I know that's going to happen. 
Hey, Bobby, um, you know, it's crazy. It's like, first of all, I can't, I can't remember the last deluxe version of anything I bought. Like I can't, cannot, rem- I don't know if I ever have. And I bought the deluxe version of Street Fighter 2, uh, 6. And I definitely cannot remember the last time you paid for the a, like a deluxe. Like, can you remember a deluxe? Oh, I or? know. It's Battlefield 4. I bought it. Oh, in the car. oh yeah. wow. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> it's on his wall. It says never again. And as a no, I mean, I played nope. the hell out of that game, dude. That was my yeah. favorite Battlefield. I, I got it's, really into three, and then right around that time, like four came out, and I was like, dude, I know I'm going to get some mileage out of this game. Yeah. Four, four I, is the best Battlefield. And I hated one. I really didn't like one. It was so strange. And it doesn't make any sense because one they simplified things a lot they kind of went back to the basics and they're just like let's get rid of all this clutter like the, the million attachments on a million different types of guns and, but i don't know it just wasn't battlefield to me or maybe i was just kind of done with it at that point i don't know yeah one didn't i'm, really su- I'm surprised you either. i'm surprised you didn't play one when like the the renaissance happened for that game because it had a, a huge launch and then like for like five months uh, you know, the player base died naturally. And then, like, it wasn't even a DLC that came out. It was, like, a, a free DLC. And then the game just skyrocketed in players again. And like, like I said, I, I'm really surprised you didn't play um, more of that. Because, like, there was new aspects of the game, like uh, the, the the horse riding with, like, the javelins yeah. that had grenades on the end and things like that. Like you that, know, that, I tried that, to, that, at several players. points to get into the game. It just never really happened for me. I don't know. I didn't like the move away from the squad based mechanic. I feel like it was mo- the most arcadey battlefield I ever played. Well, was yeah, also maybe you could definitely it. do. You can definitely do a lot more solo shit in that game than compared to the, the other one. The squad was the big part of battlefield. That's why I always preferred it over um, over Call of Duty. But regardless <laughs> of how I feel, I think that was a really successful game for them because I remember. I remember that was the first time I ever looked at like the simultaneous launch of. Call of Duty and Battlefield. And for whatever reason that I couldn't understand, everybody was like, yes, we like Battlefield going back to World War One, and no, we hate Call of Duty going into the In future. Space. We're so sick of that. Yeah. It was just like, I don't know, it could have gone the other way. Like maybe people were just like... I, everybody just kind of like jumped on the bandwagon and was like yep we all hate we all hate call of duty now it was so weird to me i mean that that call of duty that released with it is arguably the worst one like oh, it really? is bad is it that the ghost that's the one in space uh it, no it's either it's either yeah, yeah no it is the one in space. something i think it had future in the title or something call of duty, or... gravity of the future it was the one in space like it was the one that nobody really played like the Gravity zombie as well. i think there was like jetpacks or some sort of like jumping thing or something and, uh, yeah i don't know and i was just like, like dude, I don't... jumping thing yeah some what sort it was of, like, you could dash in the, in the air yeah yeah i, I love what <laughs> <laughs> sorry is that it's is like... that gonna be our soundboard for you now it's, you my it's my last feudums i swear it's my last feudums yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think Bobby's really right. Um, do you want to read the next question? 
Uh, sure. Next one is from Pyronical. Can we get through an episode without a Warconius question? <laughs> we did, dude. No, man. We did. No, I want to. So, I want to talk about Warconius' response to this question specifically in Discord. He says, "Do you understand that asking a question about Warconius questions makes it then a Warconius question?" Agreed. It does. Yep. Agreed. It does. Yeah. So no. The answer is no. Great job, well, Bronico. You fucked it up. <laughs> he does say, maybe I'm just salty that Bobby missed my question and his hate for survival crafting. <laughs> so I, I the question. And, and we have that question. Sometimes this does happen. And if it does, let us know. Like, it, it's pretty rare, but occasionally we do miss a question because I, I'm not even going to take the blame for this. Some people get get to talk in, in the channel and discord for our listener questions. And then your listener question gets lost in, in the conversation. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so Pyronical asks, which movie would make a good survival crafting game and zero points Ooh. for zombie movies? Oh, yeah, damn it. It, that was my first thought. Of course. Well, that's everybody's uh, first thought, right? District nine. Oh, nice. It, oh, nice. It's like that's zombies good. with bugs, though. Aliens. No, zombies, like, aliens, and bugs are pretty interchangeable. <laughs> it's like the bu- the bugs are like the overlords, and you have to like build your own little underground shelter. Oh, you're playing as the bugs? Yeah. Well, oh, you can play as the bugs, yeah, and you can be like settlers in like hmm. Africa or something. Like, cause I believe in the world of the world of District 9, most of the world has been populated. And like, uh, it's like essentially every, everything's covered in favelas. So... I love the setting of like steampunk airships. I think uh, survival crafting where you're like trying to gather helium from where it naturally exhausts from and trying to like escape an island or something. That could be fun. Hmm. Did you ever, uh, did you, there was a, there was an airship game that like blew up like four years ago. Christian, do you, it was like an MMO on, on. Oh God, what was that oh, game? Guns yeah, of we all put. Yeah, yeah. Guns yeah. of Guns, Icarus. We all checked that out. Yeah, I had fun on Guns of Icarus. I loved the yeah. team mechanics, but there was people there who were so sweaty, and I was not. And uh, yeah, hmm. be more like sweaty. Hardcore crowd. Yeah, be more sweaty. Get good. <laughs> what? Mo- which movie would make a good survival crafting game? I want to say Wally, because. Yeah, well, I, I picture a robot. That's literally his job, planet. isn't it? Yeah. No, he's he, a garbage disposal. He's surviving. He's crafting. Yeah, he's doing it all, man. That's so funny. Funny that you guys just said that because uh, we watched Wally yesterday. I think it was. Still wow. holds up. Hey, was it the it's first time your kids had seen it? Uh, well, she's three, so she's not going to remember shit about mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, she was watching it. Um, it's funny. I mentioned to Sam that like Saturday morning cartoons. Or whatever you would Netflix cartoons have better graphics now, you know, than Wally, or like the same level. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, it was a that, big deal when it came out, but oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. I I thought Eve was sexy, honestly. Um, yeah. Game movies. I'm gonna go with. I, I don't know. <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything. I have nothing. Anticip- I was anticipating uh, the anticipate. I was going to say the Lion King. It was the first thing that came to mind. The Dune. Lion King. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you collect um, uh, stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Of course, prides of lions. Prides of lions. Yes. Yes. See, yes. you know, we had a decent yes. podcast going this whole time, and then Lion King just. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> 
<laughs> Jordan Peele was the whole fucking thing. Rides his butt. Oh, Nick, Nick, I forgot we were uh, going to do a bit on Total War games where we pitch each other. Oh, we can do that next time. Oh, well. Nick, no, that's yeah. Let me come up with that that list. I mean, I, I have one. I have one. Yeah, you, you, you guys can do that next week. And by the way, I won't be on next week's episode. What? Oh, what's I won't be here next week. It's a no. It's a joke because you guys are doing your Warcraft bit or War oh. Warhammer bit. You it's Total War, not Warhammer. War? You don't even know what the fuck. Oh my God, Bobby! You love Total War, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Nah, uh, total disappointment. That is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's everybody playing next week? Diablo, Diablo 4. Diablo. Oh, sorry. Diablo. It's funny, man, because like Satan, I know Four. that I'm getting, I'm falling behind in Diablo by not playing it. But I feel like if I'm not playing Street Fighter, I'm falling behind on skill. Which is you um don't don't trip too much about Diablo four uh because the season starts on in June if you really want to get like sweaty with it but if you just want to play through the game you have quite a while I just want to play through it's not going anywhere dude yeah yeah Yeah. it's just having fun not like just having fun (laughs) I'm having fun on the part that's not fun for other people yeah all right right. Uh, Christian are you gonna be playing Snickums or what was it. Yep, I will Techies. be. I will be playing Feudums. It's free to play, pre early access. If anyone else wants to form a kingdom with me, let me know. I think we named this one "Time to Fun," right? TTF. Oh yeah, time to fun, definitely. All right, speaking for Bobby, Nicholas, Christian, and myself, TTF titties. Bye, buddy. That's a TTF Upstairs now.